Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So I want to thank everybody who's tuning in right now, everybody who's been sharing, subscribing, everybody who's been supporting. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. That's what I need from all of you, family, friends, loved ones, my community, society in general, because uh, I'm trying to level up in this, man. So I need all your guys' love and support, man. I definitely appreciate it. But, um, man, so I had Friday off. I had today off. So I had a long weekend. Um, I just, I just pretty much moved at my own pace. You know what I mean? I didn't have any real obligations and, uh, it really felt good, man, because, you know, so many of us talk and hear so much about men's health and mental health and all that. And it's like, we're so busy. We just be dismissive of it, you know, until it actually hits you, you know? And uh, I've been just like really in the funk for the past two, three weeks just because life gets overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it consumes you. And um, I was always taught to take care of people, never taught how to take care of myself. So I didn't know how to replenish. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is something that I've been working on through uh, the DHTC. And, um, you know, they've been really, you know, helping me, guiding me. Um, they also provide the inception services there. Shout out to my man, Dave. He'll be on here in a couple of weeks, but you know, much love to you, uh, you know, because, uh, you helping me get through all this stuff, but, um, you know, definitely take care of yourself because life is demanding. It's overwhelming and the work is always going to be there. The need the help, the want is always going to be there, you know, so take care of yourself because your plate always going to be full of responsibility. But uh, let's talk about Southwest Fest 2, August 27th at the Senate Theater. We got a lot of people going there, a lot of people from our community who are going to be representing in one form or another. They're going to be performing like I'm excited about it. I can't wait to be there. And, uh, you know, so I'm just putting it out there so you guys don't miss out either. But enough about me and everything else I got going on, man. Let's get to this guy over here, man. This is my man, Tommy Poppy, man. What's up with you, man, boy? I'm doing good, man. How you doing today? Man, I'm good. Man. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, how about really happy, yourself, man? I'm really happy to be here, man. It's such a great opportunity. I've seen so... I just see El Nino everywhere, and just like finally being here, it's surreal. For real, it's really I surreal. I know, bro, because we literally been talking about get you on, getting you on here for at least a year. Yeah. <laughs> at least a year. I see you at the DHDC all the time. <laughs> I've seen you in the tech center, and I'm like, okay, bro, we're going to make it happen. Right. <laughs> We finally um, got to it, man. That's what that's what's important. I'm really happy to it. <laughs> uh, and a lot's happened in this past year. A lot of things happened. So mm-hmm. now you have more sh- more to share, more to talk about. Definitely, definitely. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> so um, let the people know who you are, where you're from, what you got going on, the good, the bad, the ugly. You know how we do it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as you know, my name is Tommy Poppy. Uh, I was born here in Detroit. But after a while, my parents decided to go move up north, and we went up to Pontiac, went to school in Pontiac, and just kind of was just kind of like figuring stuff out over there. And then, unfortunately, had a divorce happen, and then moved back over down to Detroit and kind of just putting my roots back in, kind of just reconnecting, trying to get back with the people and just uh, keep moving at, at a pace where it's uplifting the community and also just like connecting and making the friends that I want to make. You know what I mean? What part of the neighborhood uh, did you grow up in? 
Oh, so I was on West Grand Boulevard, so like West Grand Boulevard and Linwood. So my my dad had an office there, and he we, we was always there like every every day, even when we were in Pontiac. I would just like we okay. just drive up there, but I wasn't really. I would just stay in the office though, you know. I wasn't really around until like maybe when I was. We moved when I was like I think it was like five or something like that. And then like back then I was like I was moving around all the time, but then I was just like I just stay in the office. Hey man, and, shout out to all my boys from Pontiac, man. They got some yeah. good solid dudes out there. Love y'all boys, man. Melvin De Jesus and his brother just got out. They just came up under a, a oh, life sentence. Oh, I didn't you know hear about what I'm that. Saying? Uh, yeah, they both got out, man. They both had life sentences. Shit. Uh, DNA came back, proved them, you know, that they were innocent. Man, never. Yeah, so applaud them, man. Much <laughs> love to them. You know, my man Thon, Rio, you know, all the all the good ones, man. Jorge, you know, mm. uh, you know, all, all the all the good solid brothers out there. Much love to y'all, man. Mm. System doesn't do people right, honestly. They have to see. Yeah. It's supposed to be innocent till proven guilty. You know what I mean? But it doesn't happen that way all the time. Yeah, but I'll mm. tell you what. There's more changes happening now more than ever. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. We've been fighting for, uh, you know, to abolish life sentencing for juvenile for juveniles. You know, they're mm -hmm. giving kids who are 14, 15, 16 year old life bids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, I think, you know, after a certain amount of time, you know, in mm -hmm. order for them to be re rehabilitated, they need a second chance to be out here and be able to grow, mm -hmm. you know, in a healthy environment. Because, you know, you take a child out of a residential jungle and put him in a concrete jungle and you think yeah. he's supposed to be rehabilitated. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. you know, shout out to everybody who's getting a second chance at life, man. Yeah. Make it count because I'm, I'm making mine count for sure. And those places don't really, that's not a real <clears throat> rehabilitary rehabilitatory you know what i'm trying to say place you know what i mean yeah. but like it, it, it's you know you see the concrete walls and you know bars man it's a, sure they have the sentences to like you know they have the services there but it doesn't it's not a place to heal there you know what i mean yeah but, bro it's it's a very cold environment yeah. you know everything is made out of steel concrete mm -hmm. barbed wire fences walls bricks like and they say it's a safe everything's space. cold <laughs> it's, it's it's there to suppress your mind suppress mm -hmm. your spirit you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and uh, It's a money know. game, too. They're trying to keep the people going in and out. You know what I, I mean? I mean, yeah, it's a warehouse is what mm. it is. It's yeah. a warehouse, bro. And, you know, for the life of me, I've been trying to figure out how they actually make money off of it. You know really? what I mean? Because, you know, they complain about how it... it, it it takes costs so much money to house us, you know. What I'm oh, saying? okay, I so see what you're saying. Costs money, okay, how are they making money? Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. But yeah. that's you know private investors, mm -hmm. and, you know people who are invested in the business itself. Yeah, know? it's hard to find because those. they get paid a certain amount of money to house us, mm -hmm. and then they give you crumbs and pennies off that and then they keep the meat you mm -hmm. know feed yeah. you the bone and keep the meat you know what I mean? so you know you really dehumanize and it was crazy because a lot of times like um i was um i was the chairman of the warden forum oh. and i was on many different committees you know what i'm saying and one of the committees i was on was food service and mm -hmm. uh you know so i was always making sure that the quality of the food being served to the population was mm -hmm. you know of good standard you know Definitely. and but the fucking the packages that came in of meat mm -hmm. and shit like it it would clearly say animal feed not for human consumption 
You know what I'm saying? You're fucking kidding. No, yeah. I mean, I had kitchen workers that used to bring me back the labels off the boxes. You know what I mean? You wouldn't think that'd be allowed. You know what I mean? You would think it'd be against the law. The box clearly says not for human consumption, (laughs) and you're still feeding it to us. So I I don't know. You know, they get away with things. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I know if it was me, they'd be locking me up forever. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, we got a lot of boots on the ground, a lot of brothers who are coming home, who are experienced. Experience, we're knowledgeable. A lot of us, like myself, who are right in our wrongs, we out here fighting, man. We trying to get all our brothers and sisters home, man. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You know, especially you know those who have uh, you know got a new mind state and are willing to come pour into their people, man. Definitely, definitely, it's important. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you were saying earlier, mental health. Like, especially, I don't want to single out males. It's for both both genders, but like for males, I think it, it's society norm. You know, you got to suppress it, do the thing, work, 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 mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the reasons why I, I really I'm like very interested in psychology and stuff it's like it's it's finally becoming a norm you know what I mean people mm-hmm. back I don't know maybe five ten years ago people would they would like look at you funny you know what I mean if you did that now no it's like thank you for doing that you know you're working on yourself and and I've been wanting to but I still have that mindset you know what I mean I still I yeah still. because you know you know t- today's society is very demanding bro yeah. like a job consumes so much of your time like you you know, I was just telling my wife, like, man, I work two jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I hustle my ass off. I do side work. I do anything and everything that I can. And I'm still breaking even. Man, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm making enough money to pay all my bills. But there's, like, nothing left over afterwards, mm. bro. And it's like, you know, I don't want to be a reproduced robot. You know? Right. Because that's, you know, everybody here is replaceable, bro. You Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they just, they you know, they just suck the life out of you, Companies man. don't before care. Before you know it, you've been working 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you ain't got shit invested in your family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Definitely. that's why, you know, I feel like a lot of the um, youth are the way that they are today because they don't really have no firsthand guidance because their parents are busting their ass every day mm-hmm. to make a living and get them a better lifestyle, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you sacrifice the privilege of raising your own kids, being with your families, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the intimacy between husband and wife, you know, your mm-hmm. children, like... You know, our country lacks that, you know, and that's because we've all become robots. We're just trained to be productive and make work more hours, make more money, try mm. to keep up. You know what I mean? And and the kids don't know that when they're growing up. They're just like, why is my why is my mother? Why is my father not doing that? But it, it's they don't they don't know the hardships yet until they get to that point. And, you know, it take it's sad because, you know, I was like that with my dad. And then I took <laughs> I took a moment and it was like, wow, I got into the real world. I'm like, this is this is why. And. I think it really helps, like when you get to understand the kind of rekindle relationships. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, no it, doubt about it, man. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I said, that what started the conversation was you know taking care of yourself, mental mm-hmm. health. Yeah, right? definitely. You know what I mean, because like I said, life is demanding and it will consume you. you yeah, know? no. Whatever you got left is gonna suck the life out of you, man. So you got to be able to replenish, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, because man, that shit will break you down, bro. That'll break you down. And if you break down, then mm-hmm. everything comes to a halt. Right. You man. know what I mean? But uh, you know, I did a lot of praying. I got a lot of people praying for me. Man, that's and, really nice uh, to hear. I'm really happy know, to hear that for you. Yeah, yeah, my man. I'm really happy to have you here. Bro. You know <laughs> Thank what I'm you. saying? Because in the time that I've known you, I've been watching you grow and mature in your own way. You yeah. Know what I mean, tell us a little bit about your mother and father. What is it that they taught you that you apply to your life today? Hmm. Well, it's, <clears throat> it's, I think like with any parent, there's two different sides. You know, my mom really showed me the empathy 
empathetic like compassion trying to uplift others in the in the sense of like trying to you know if if someone does you wrong treat them with love you know like i appreciate you do what you got to do i'm i'm sorry that you feel that way whatever or if you see someone getting knocked down try and lift them up be like hey it's all right or just trying to be generally nice to people but on my father's side it's also like you know don't take no shit you know just kind of go make your money keep your business going and don't even fucking worry about what other people got to say so it's kind of like a conflict i have when it's like you know these people say like the, the phrase like uh uh what's it called like uh miss like don't don't think my kindness is a weakness something like mm -hmm. that i probably said that mm -hmm. phrase completely wrong but yeah, like, no, you said it right oh you know, yeah people yeah. don't you know don't take my kindness for weakness. yeah yeah yeah, definitely and and yeah. it's like when it comes to things like that it, it's it it's it's different in the industry of music you know what i mean it's like how, how much am i how much am i going to give myself to this industry and how much am i gonna be able to kind of like hold off and like keep to myself you know what i mean but like when it comes to my my mom kind of really inspired me to try and push towards like building these like uh, community service events and like um, I, I don't want to call it nonprofit because it's not an organization, but like, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to do that sort of work to kind of uplift the community Being in a, a way. Community servant. Yeah, that's that's, that's the best way to say it. Yeah, yeah we, we are community servants. Bro. Mm. When we meet the needs and the wants and, the, you know, the necessities of our community and the people in our community. Definitely. We become servants, bro. Mm. You know? And and I think that it's it's it pushes us to the brinks of like people really need this. You're like, oh, I'll just maybe there's some people who like maybe dip in the world. They don't really see it. But when you get into it, you see that there's there's so much going on. Like what you were saying about the food. I never knew that. Like that's that's mm -hmm. that's incredible to me. That that just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And and seeing seeing that and that means that putting the work in as as community servants that's going to make the change you know what i mean no one wants to sit there and make the change until like maybe it affects them but like seeing that it prevents it can prevent it from happening to you but it can also change the lives of people around you that you know you know what i mean yeah absolutely man mm. you know being in prison bro it's like you're mm. out of sight out of mind yeah you know what i mean and and it's a lot of people that feel like we deserve to eat mm. horse shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no. You know, they feel like, you know, we should be punished. We should suffer, you know. And, um, you know, everybody has their opinion on things. Mm. You know, I still, I'm like Tupac, baby. Only God can judge me. Hey, that's saying? a good way to go about so life. So <laughs> however it goes, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. I've suffered a lot in my whole life since mm. childhood. I've done a lot of suffering. I'm sorry but to hear I, that. at my age, I'm doing a lot of healing now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know. That's the work. You know what I mean? That, that, that It's a journey. Mm -hmm. mm. Definitely, bro. But it's people who never reach that point. Yeah. Either they don't live long enough to realize it mm -hmm. or they're just, you know, Stuck people just ways. never, never elevate or grow out of that, you mm. know, that, that circumstance, that mental, mental, uh, mental, what do I call it? A, a, a mental, uh, mentally impoverished yeah, mentality, no. you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, uh, you know, when you, when you think, uh, with an impoverished mind state, Everything around you is broken. Everything mm -hmm. is suffering. Everything is struggle. Everything mm -hmm. is pain. You know what I'm saying? And you feel like you deserve it, which you don't. No one ever deserves that, mm -hmm. because it's like, why? Why? You know, it's it's they, they, you've been you've been like, if you feel that pain, it, it it's gonna it's gonna keep getting knocked into you, and you're like, well, this is if this happens every day, this is what should happen, but it's not supposed to happen like that. That's part of the healing journey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it, bro. Mm -hmm. But um. Yeah, also on my dad's side, it's like um, 
he he comes from uh a line of like uh he went to howard and like he he was uh what's it called my grandfather was part of like some some omegas or alpha stuff i don't know nothing about that but like he was part of a sorority. <laughs> Fraternity. <laughs> Fraternity, I mean, God damn. Shows you how much I know. Sorority's the girls, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's the, that was the Hell, shit no, that... That's funny. <laughs> it was, like, the black fraternities there that really, like, started pushing him towards the way of, like, realizing what is, like what is being like a, a man and being a gentleman and stuff. And he's kind of tried to instill that shit to me, which is still something that I work on because, you know, I've, I feel like sometimes in life when I, 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 I love love and sometimes I give too much of my love. And then that, and then when it doesn't work out or it just kind of breaks in a really terrible way, it just, it just strews my mentality of how it really should be. You know what I mean? It just makes me think that it's always going to be the, like, yeah, just like it's always going to be like this and I deserve to be like this when it's not like that. You know what I mean? We all just got to, just got to reset and kind of, kind of, kind of sit and mm -hmm. take that pain and just work through it. You know what I mean? Listen, brother, there's nobody in life who get fucked over more than good people. Bro. Mm. People with good hearts, people that love to love, love mm. to love and be loved. And got so much love to give. Yeah. It's a lot of people out there. They're going to use it up until you can't even love no more. And I feel like you know most people mean? start out that way until the one, the mm -hmm. one bad, I don't know what, I don't want to call it a person, an event, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. And it just starts slowly going that way. No, bro. It's good to love like with, with your whole heart. It's good mm -hmm. to put your chest out in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's, it, it shows your character. It shows who you are. You know what I mean? It's, it's real, man. I love that shit. I love that shit. Yeah, but that's why it's important to find people who are like you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Definitely. That way you guys can build together. But but it's those that don't know better, you know what I'm saying, mm. that need it the most. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to give in moderation, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, imagine going to prison with a good-ass heart. Man. I'm, pretty much, I'm pretty much going into an environment of straight poverty, bro, mm -hmm. because you know everybody in there is is poor they're relying on their family the jobs in there don't pay you shit you mm. know what i'm saying you might make 35 dollars a month cleaning toilets and bathrooms and shit you mm. know what i'm saying so you know when you go in there with a good heart you know and you try to break bread with everybody and um i it reached a point where these motherfuckers didn't even say thank you anymore and i'm like mm. what the fuck hell no i ain't nobody's good thing right. so so i had to start shut shit down i had to start learning how to say no mm -hmm. because if not they're gonna fucking take you for everything you get and mm -hmm. i was just breaking bread looking out you know yeah, what i'm saying no but but you know they just people just don't appreciate that shit and mm -hmm. and i honestly bro like i had resented myself for a long time for yeah. that because i'm like why do i feel so bad about doing something good you right. know what i'm saying i'm trying to help people and i feel like shit it makes you question you everything know? like what what so I fucking was just resentful towards myself. Mm -hmm. Like, why? You know what I mean? I hated my own heart, bro, you know? Man, that's but I started to pray. I started to, you know, just look in inside of myself, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so I can live with myself, bro. Definitely. You know, because that's, it's, that's hard, bro, to feel like you a good person and your intentions are good and everybody just taking advantage of that. You know what I mean? Mm. Everybody's benefiting it from it, but you, mm. you know, and then what you pour into people, people are not even willing to pour 
Yeah. So, you know, I always look to God to replenish me because, mm. uh, you know, expecting people, you know, uh, to to contribute, bro, is not mm. always, you know, going to happen like that. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I keep myself surrounded a lot ar around a lot of good people now. Definitely. <clears throat> definitely. And that definitely changes, you know, uh, changes things. Yeah, no, I, I was I was uh, stuck around the wrong crowd for a long time. I, I kind of lost vision of what I really wanted to do in life because I was around those like wrong people. I was, instead of like, like uh, in school, I, I wasn't really the best at like school. I was like, I can always do the homework later or whatever, you know, it, it's easy. But, and then I like, I would get to do it. And I convinced myself that I'm, I can do it. It's smart, I'm smart enough to do it, but I would, if I don't do it, it's not getting done. So I was like, I was fucking off. I was partying and shit, I was doing whatever. But- Did um, you graduate? Uh, not college, no. But I graduated high school. High school, though. Yeah. Okay, mm. you graduated. Barely high school, though. Good. They they made me sit back in class. I because I skipped so many of my first hour. I, yeah. But um. But I bet your family was proud, and I mean, I mean, you had to be proud. They yourself. didn't think I was gonna make it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You were at a point where you're like, oh shit, I don't even know if I'm gonna make it. Yeah. No, for real. I mean, at the time, you know, when you're young, you don't think. I I don't know. I didn't think anything that was gonna happen i had my friends i was happy and and then like after that like the real world really came in quick like i just the friends that i was really around they wouldn't have my back like that i was like i was trying to you know i was doing so much for them i built a whole like clothing business for like my people because i was like oh man i love you guys man like they had this idea and i was like let's bring it to life and i did a year doing it and like the, for the first like two months i just did it on my own and you know they would try and take some money off of it and i would still give it to them which was it was it was stupid of me, but I wanted to wish the best for them. You know what I mean? And when it finally came out to be like, I realized that it was like they didn't have my back, had to cut them off, and I spent all my energy on them. Like that was like, I put my whole life around them, and I was like, oh shit, now what? I was kind of alone on that aspect. And um, you know, that's a lesson that I learned when I was in prison. And you know, mm -hmm. people are always like, why are you always referring to prison? Motherfucker, <laughs> I spent half my life in yeah. there. So <laughs> I grew up a lot in there. I learned a lot of shit in there. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? You fucking spend half your life in there. Of course, you're going to mm. grow one way or the other. But um, that's experience. I learned the difference between circumstantial and unconditional love, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, because fuck, you know, when I went away, bro, like before I went, I was the man in the town. Mm -hmm. When I went to prison, <laughs> nobody. Right. Yeah. What happened to everybody? Don't you, you know, know who I like? You know, it was only my immediate family. You know mm. what I'm saying? My brother, my mother, my father. You know what I'm saying? And mm. the people who I, you know, just, um, you know, neglected more than anything because I was so committed to the gang and the streets and the drugs yeah. and everything. No, and, for and, real. You know, and I gave the streets and everybody all my life, my time and everything. Mm. And in the end, there was nobody there. You know what I'm saying? When it you was came my back? immediate family. You know, I mean, it just, it's just, you know, when you come back, everybody's applauding, love you, happy, we missed you. But, you like, where were you, though? Know? Like, it's just, and, I mean, it, it's not their fault. It's just the way of life. I, I I, I'm that. the one that went to prison. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I separated myself from everybody because of the shit that I was doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But still, it teaches you about circumstantial and unconditional love. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, people will use you, you know, up to the point where, you know, as far as they need you. You know mm, what I mean? Definitely. And, you know, circumstantial, you know, that, you know, even in prison, I, 
you know, had a lot of, you know, built a lot of relationships in there with, with brothers and shit, but mm. we're all in the same boat. Yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? So it's to our benefit to just build and bond, but, you know, it's circumstantial, mm -hmm. you know. But my mother, who has been relentless, my father, rest in peace, who was there, my brothers, mm -hmm. like, you know, those, you know, I had, you know, a few good family and friends who, who contributed over the years, you know, to my well-being, bro. Like, you know, that's that unconditional love that, that I seek. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That that I love. You know, I love to have. Yeah. You know, for better or for worse. Yeah, it's hard to like. Some sometimes some some friendships, some relationships, it's because you see them every day in like a certain setting. You know what I mean? At work, I'm like, I, I see all these people every day. Like when I first started working, I was like, oh man, these are my best friends for all life. It's like I see you, I clock out by them. You know what I mean? It's not this. It's it's lessons that that i didn't i guess i didn't get i i never learned or like was taught i guess i don't know it was, it was we're learning it now ain't yeah <laughs> definitely definitely but um so um you got siblings i have a older brother he was in the army he's uh his name is john and he's uh i didn't get to see much of him when i was growing up because my mother married twice there was uh another guy named jose and got divorced from him and then he married my dad and then she had uh she had john to jose and then me to my dad and you oh, know okay oh so you guys had different fathers yeah yeah okay, yeah. yeah but um it was um it, it it's it's a weird relationship for me because i'm not really it, it's hard family just a weird thing for me in general unfortunately i just i since like the whole having the divorce and like you know trying to seeing all the stuff and just kind of isolating myself which was a terrible thing to do it's never a good idea to isolate yourself how old were you when this happened oh shit i mean i knew they they told me to my face when i was like 13 and then like to after that like world turned gray after that which is like what are you what are you gonna do but you know like in that time i was i was just sad boy loner the whole thing but like um when it officially happened when i was 17 18 and I just try to like, even though I knew it was coming, it was still it was still hard. Like I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I wish like they would have done it earlier. Sometimes I'm like maybe it was for the best, but I was like running away from everything, bro. I was like fucking partying. I was selling. Uh, I was just doing all the shit, man. I was just whatever, dog. And then um, it was. What uh, were you selling? <laughs> <laughs> I see you ran away. <laughs> 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 like I'm not about to incriminate myself. I'm selling, and he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I was partying." That's what I was just, just hey, saying. Let's keep it on. Nah, I understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> like, uh, I was selling. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, no, nah, but I feel shit. That was how we survived. Was selling shit. We yeah. sold everything. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever fucking value, you know, man. Shit, I remember since I was young, bro. Like, like whenever I was like, or I wanted something, or I didn't have no money, or I was short on cash, mm -hmm. bro. I'll fucking start a yard sale real quick. Damn, you know I never thought saying? of that. Yeah, okay. Like I would just sell. I always had like a lot of little miscellaneous shit, clothes, mm. shoes, you know. And I swear, bro, I'll be like, you know what, man? Like, you know, that was just survival skills. Definitely. You know? Like, um, you know, go out there and get it, bro. I'd fucking set everything birth, up in the front yard or the backyard, every shit. And then before you know, by the end of the day, I got to be a few dollars. <laughs> what do the family say? What are they just like? <laughs> they love it. You know, my mom, she made tamales for a living, hustled that, you mm. know. Um, you know, it's just it's just surviving by, you know, by all means necessary. Definitely. Bro. 
Yeah, without without fucking over somebody. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the difference, you know, right there. You know what I mean? There's a, a lot of people that I, I can't understand the humanity of people who go out scamming, bro. I don't know. I think I think it, it it's it's hilarious because most people, some of those things just feels like it's so obvious to like my my generation though. But like if people who wouldn't grow up around the internet and stuff, that's a terrible thing to happen. It's but it's it's like why. Why do that? There's so many other things you could do besides like scam. I guess I, it's like I think a lot of people look at it like it's a victimless crime, you know? Because like, they figure like, oh, well, eventually, you know, once you'll sort shit out, you'll get all your shit back mm. and all this that, and the other. I mean, I, I, you know, it's never happened to me. I hope it never happens to me, Talk but well, I can, yeah. <laughs> it's an, it's a huge inconvenience. You know? Yeah, exactly. You got to shut all your accounts down. Mm. You know, you got money missing, all that shit, bro. Mm. Like. You know, it's terrible, man. But yeah, know, when they come with them products for half price, though, <laughs> you'd be like, Yeah, no, come here, what you say? how much you want? Right. I'll let you real quick. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, bro, it's a catch 22, bro. Damn if you do and damn if you don't. You know what I mean? No, stuff, no stuff. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, uh. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that I think that it is. I, I I just don't get like when when like rappers and stuff they like say the whole crime they're doing or like they like tell all the details of what's happening. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, you either gonna get caught up or like it didn't happen. I'm confused about like even drill music. Yeah, you know what I'm, saying? I'm like drill music is telling the world what you just did. Right. You know what I'm saying? As if everybody cops ain't are just listening. like the feds ain't like taking notes. Like, all right. You know, we'll, we'll give them a good year, two, three year run. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then we, when we get you, we got you. Right, you right. Know what I mean, so I'm like, that shit's just crazy to me, man. But, you know. <laughs> very true, very true. I mean, uh, what's But it's sad, though, at the same time, bro, because it's like, you know, humanity has fallen to the wayside, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, people literally do not care about each other anymore man. yeah you know what i mean and you know the work that i do i do a lot of outreach work bro you know between mm -hmm. what i do for dhdc and what i do mm -hmm. for ceasefire and shit bro mm -hmm. like most well, really amazing organizations yeah yeah but we see a lot of pain bro you mm -hmm. know what i mean you see a lot of shit man Oh, I was with Ceasefire last week. We reported to a shooting on Gratiot and Goldburn, bro. And I mean, I the I whole the whole place is dilapidated. They were literally neighbors. They lived right next door to each. They you were like shooting the, out the window. They were like the only two houses standing in the fucking two block radius because everything else around them was burnt up, abandoned. Like it was just sad. I said, people live here, like, right? You know, and they live mm. next to each other, and they're sitting here killing each mm. other. You know Damn. what I'm saying? And That's I'm not like, the mindset to have though. I'm like. But I mean, what mindset do you have when all you you grow up around nothing but abandoned houses, yeah. fields with grass, like 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 it, it looked like desolate, bro. Like mm. everything was dilapidated. Like how can you even dream or be inspired by anything when you wake up and go to sleep to that shit every day, bro? No, for real. You know what I mean? And that shit is just sad. It's heartbreaking. You know, every day, twice a day, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, them guys are running to you know murders you know and so many children just being killed bro mm. left and right it's just terrible bro like there's no humanity yeah in we that. live in a bloodthirsty society mm. bro and, and and nobody cares about each other they you know don't don't even care about themselves yeah, but why are the kids you know? though why are the kids gotta get into it you know they i understand mm. oh 
you know, and then it's like they, you know, they don't care about going to prison. They don't care mm-hmm. about dying, bro. Like they, they really live in that live fast, die young shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You ain't even giving yourself a chance. I feel bad for all my homies and brothers that got killed back in the days because I'm like, damn, they never got a chance to even grow up and reach their potential or do something different for themselves, you mm-hmm. know? Man, it's tough. It's tough. And especially like you saying, that's all they, they seen or all they know. And even if you try and get them towards trying to push them towards the reform, it, it's hard to get, sometimes they get stuck in the ways, you know what I feel like? And I feel like that must be really frustrating for you and your teams. If you see the, yeah, I mean, just cause you see so much blood, you see so much yeah. pain, bro. I mean, you know, you know, just the other day, you know, I work Greek town. They got a call somewhere on the West side. Mm. The body was left out there. It was like 12, one o'clock in the morning and the body had been laying there since nine o'clock at night no one in the driveway it. and i'm like you know but that 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 is very uh God you know damn. that is very um Shit. you know it's just you know it's a lot you yeah. know for to just like it's normal you know i mean the coroner's got so many bodies they're picking up in mm. the city that is literally taking them hours to get there to pick your body mm. up on a hot day or you know it's raining you know what i'm saying so mm. the bodies just getting rained on you know it's just it's just sad bro you know but it's like we live in a third world country or something <laughs> yeah <man. laughs> you know like like death don't discriminate murder don't discriminate hate don't discriminate bro that shit kill men women and children and the news is selling fantasies too about all this shit everything's fine don't worry about it or the or they'll throw the, the sad stuff that can connect with the audience to kind of you know what i mean to whatever the case may be but like you being there on the front lines and seeing that shit you know what's going on you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. that's that's hard that's yeah, hard. I understand no, what you. Yeah, I understand a little bit more, but no. I think that. Um, do you think that that because being stuck in the ways in that form, right? Do you think that that putting them in better circumstances would help, or do you think they would still go back to the ways? You know how they say, bro. You can take me out the hood, but you can't take yeah. the hood. <laughs> Like, I know when I was younger, I always had friends in other places. Mm -hmm. I was always on the road. I was always, I could go everywhere everybody else couldn't. Even even with my gang affiliation, I was Mm. able to go in every other other gang hood because I always knew somebody. I had, Mm. you know, respect and I had, you know, good networking skills, good communication Mm. skills. So I used to try to take some of my homies from the hood and take them out to the suburbs, Mm. you know, get them away from the hood. The first fucking thing they're thinking is, hey, um, (laughs) let's get the fucking VCR and the TV (laughs) and take them in the bedroom. And we're going to I'm like, what the fuck? Like, bro, these are friends of mine. What are you talking about, bro? No, I brought you guys out here to have a good time and Mm. get out of the hood and shit. First thing you guys are thinking about is robbing this shit you know what i'm saying robbing the whole house and shit i'm like man you guys are crazy bro so Mm. i mean bro you have to do a whole transition of thinking dog you have to change everything that you was taught and reprogram and reteach yourself new ways to live Mm. new morals new values new all that stuff until you do that you're going to be stagnant your whole life Mm. you're going to live in poverty and you're going to die in poverty you Mm. know what i'm saying Mm. Mm -hmm. and uh you know, so I, I'm hoping, you know, I'm doing my part and I know so many other people 
who are pouring into the community and trying to teach them, you know, by example, through book, through music, through art, through creativity, through participation, through networking, uh, you know, how to live life in a healthy manner, how to start caring about yourself and caring about other people, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like everything doesn't have to come to a fucking shooting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's like the number one, a uh, resolution to everything is I got to kill this mom. Well, people feel powerful with that shit. You know what I mean? I don't got to deal. People throw, try and throw. No one throws hands anymore. They'll always just throw a fucking gun out now, which is, mm-hmm. I understand want to protect yourself, but you don't got to, you don't got to immediately jump to that. You know what I mean? But, but it's nobody's teaching them anything different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got all the fathers. They either in prison or on drugs. They mm-hmm. absent, or some of them are just working all mm-hmm. the time and don't have Definitely. time to raise your kids. You know, same thing with mothers. You know, so mm-hmm. a lot of these times, even when you got two parents who are working all the time, Damn, you yeah. know, you got the kids at home. They're looking for shit to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So they're feeling abandoned. They're feeling neglected. So they're finding other people who don't give a fuck or trying to create their own family in the streets. And mm-hmm. and you know that just you know they find people who use them, abuse them, mislead them, misguide them. You know, misadvise them, all that type of shit. Because mm-hmm. one thing I learned, if you don't know what to do with your life, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. You know? That's, that's a scary world we live in, man. It's a scary world we live in. But I'd be like, I applaud the youth, though, man. Because, I mean, they've broken down so many barriers, bro. Like, you know, I know there's been so many uproars over the years, you know, about all this historical change that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just replacing statues and tearing shit down. It's because, you know, m- m- you know, my generation, bro, like, we just did what we was told to do. You know, mm-hmm. we was just following suit. But, you know, this generation is so rebellious. They want answers to everything. They ask questions that we would never even allow to ask. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they they want answers. They demand answers. They demand the truth. And they're getting mm. to the truth of things, bro. You know what I mean? And that's what I really do respect about it. Because they're making literal, literal changes in this system, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I really respect that, bro. Because you guys you know didn't wait for somebody to give you a voice you just Mm. you know everybody spoke loud and proud and created the voice yeah like the Mm -hmm. you see the twitter communities like the the tiktok communities they can bring awareness to something like that and it's and you know that people i feel like as as a as a creator i'm trying to find that spark to try and make something go viral like that but like when it comes to like issues of like of 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 what it could be uh, discriminatory or just like prejudice, whatever the case may be, the internet jumps on it like that and it can get solved or it gets awareness. Either, either or you're going to hear about it somehow. I don't know mm-hmm. what, what is the, what is the connection? What, what, what causes that? But it, it it's, it's all thanks to, to the, the internet that we have today. Like we're doing this. This is crazy. You informing mm-hmm. people about what's going on in the community and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, it, I just, um, you know, I've learned so much, you know, since since I've been home in the three years that I've been home, you know, I figured mm. my best way to be able to reintegrate back into society was to just learn from others. Mm. You know what I mean, and, you know, I le- immediately got a job being a youth mentor. So mm. I was working with younger people, mm. you know what I mean? But they are the future and everything yep. that's happening today is because of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, the th- and for things to change in the future, it's going to be because of them as well. So I'm learning from, you know, all of them mm. and, you know, I support them. 
and um you know i love you know what southwest looks like today bro there's so mm -hmm. much talent so many um creatives <clears throat> when i went to the last southwest fest i thought it was one of the most amazing events that i ever mm -hmm. went to because you know me growing up in southwest bro anytime there was any kind of events mm -hmm. somebody was getting shot stabbed mm -hmm. it was fighting it was gang shit mm -hmm. like it was to be expected like the reason we don't have festivals and shit anymore at at heart plaza and and holy redeemer and everywhere else is because we ain't know how to act you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying we used to fuck it all up and slowly but surely we're starting to get these things back because our community is starting to come together and look at a higher purpose you know what i mean absolutely and uh you know and i and i really respect that man but you know there's still just a lot of work that needs to be done bro you know mm -hmm. and i'm just you know i try to be an example to try to change change the mindset so we can save our future man because we out here killing each other like crazy bro it's wild man or the wildest things too yeah so let's talk about your music career man and everything you got going on with that like mm -hmm. like who motivated you who inspired you what artists did you listen to like how did you take that road you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying to where you're at today with it definitely when i was growing up my mom played a lot of juanes a lot of like sandro and um just a, a, a lot of classics as well my dad played a lot of motown and stuff i've always been connected with with like motown i live right by motown museum too it's like right down the street and it's um Hitsville? yeah Hitsville. Oh, yeah. That's dope. yeah that's dope bro. but it's um it, it, it's always been something that i've wanted to recreate and i've wanted to try and like bring to a, a a modern status of like still being like a little that funk that that groove that soul but still like having the modern sounds that really captures the like the youth now what's popping now progressive whatever the case may be but um after that i kind of slowly started going into the, the rap scene i started listening to a lot of kendrick lamar a lot of j cole a lot of like the conscious like soulful like rappers and stuff and i'm a huge r&b head i love all the love songs man i just I, I if i could i'd make a whole i work with all of them and, and and just make so much soul music if i could but um man do it bro <laughs> do it. not if you could you can if it's in I mean, your heart, baby, it's in your soul. Absolutely, you know I mean? it's my first year of music. You know what I mean? I'm still, I'm still got a way, a long way to go. But it's, it's nice to be making the momentum that I'm making. I'm grateful to be busy. Grateful to be doing, making, doing community work. Grateful to be doing features. I'm trying to just keep building up my community and just keep rising up so we can all, you know, eat. It's, a, it's a new age where you gotta to blow up now you gotta learn an algorithm on an app you're treating like a instagram or tiktok like it's a damn person or something like oh tiktok don't like that or instagram likes that you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's like the most. Crazy. <laughs> i i see it all over my feed and stuff i try and do it i i got i get a little blessed sometimes but like it's 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 a long way to go to before i feel like i'm gonna if i i want to get to the place where i want to be i should say how old are you how old do you think I am? Man, you look like you're about 27. Man, for real? Yeah. 24. Dad, remember my age? <laughs> like, wait a second. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Shit, I, 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 I forgot my age after 21. I was like, damn, wait a second. You know what I mean? Well, it's the beard and everything. Yeah, definitely. Know, makes you look more grisly. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? When I was so. 18, I had the beard. When I was 18, people thought I was 23. I could get into bars without having to worry about yeah, anything. <laughs> definitely definitely but yeah. you know and what kind of work do you do 
Uh, I work in an autism clinic for, I try and develop programs for kids with autism to try and integrate them into kindergarten and stuff. So it's, um, oh, so you're working with children. Yeah, no, it's, it's a new experience for me and I'd never done it before. I never really saw myself as a father, be honestly. And it's kind of trying to bring a side of patience out of me. So I don't know. It's, it's different. I want to, I want to move towards, you know, trying to do psychology research and kind of like trying to figure out ways to people to, to get more connected with themselves i want the the end goal would be music therapy if it's possible but i gotta i gotta go back to school for that and that's gonna be a minute but <laughs> i'll tell you what man shout out to everybody who go to school to go yeah, to college no, because <clears throat> that college work is very very consuming bro yeah I tried one semester when I got out. Mm. <laughs> Bro, it was the hardest shit ever. Like I thought I mean for me it was mm. hard, you know what I'm saying? I know some people it's just it's just I don't them, know how. But to me I was like, Oh my god, I felt so overwhelmed, bro. Mm. I had three four classes a week i had to be to and every Jeez. class i had to study i had to do research and mm. then i didn't know how to use no laptop i had right. no technology skills whatsoever mm. so i was just like oh man but you know even for those who know what they're doing it's mm. still a lot of work bro mm -hmm. you know what Definitely. i'm saying so shout out to all y'all, man. Keep your head up. Keep man. pushing for those dreams, man. Yeah, what are you yeah. trying I to say, do? you know what? I'm just gonna utilize my existing talents. Mm, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Well, like also, it's like the question of nine to five or build something of your own. You know what I mean? I think mm. building something of your own is the way better route, in my opinion. But this is what I love about working at the DHDC because mm. I'm there working, and at the same time, it's a place where I can build my own too. That's exa that's mean? the best way to so do it. I'm you like, know what it's mean? dope. You know? Yeah. What I mean? I get to work and Should deal. I met you through the DHDC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. That's how we got here today. <laughs> but know? no, it it connects a lot of people. I I never thought I I just I wasn't hip to them at first, but when I first got integrated and I saw all the work that y'all do connecting the youth, you know, trying to show them opportunity, giving them, getting into places like up north to the cider mills and stuff, kids who had never had that opportunity before, you know, the, the joy that they have in their eyes, the opportunity they see that there's better for themselves even more than the opportunities they have. And you know I what I mean? love doing that stuff. Yeah, like it's that, inspiring. That, that is the type of stuff that just makes life worth living, bro, mm. you know? And there's so many people in the neighborhood who just never left the hood, mm -hmm. never been to a pumpkin patch, never right. been on a hayride. Right, exactly. <clears throat> I'm like, damn, bro. Like, they said, what, what's that? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, let's go to a cider mill. <laughs> you know, but it's good, man, because it, it helps, it helps um, enhance their uh, creativity, their mm. vision, their motivation. Yeah. You know, see different parts of life, you know what I'm saying? Mm. To see life from different angles. You know, that's that impoverished mentality, man. Like I was mm -hmm. talking about, that shit's killing our people, killing our community, mm -hmm. you know, killing humanity at the end of the day because, you know, God's first commandment was to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. That's just it. No doubt. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.